is no one like you. Lord, we celebrate. Lord, all you are, who you are. Lord, just your magnificent. Lord, we celebrate your presence here among us, that you love us, you choose us every day, every moment of every day. Lord, you never turn your back on us. You continually pour into us, and we celebrate your life here. And we thank you. We thank you for your first loving us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm excited to get to share again tonight. We're going to carry on a little bit more about this thing about giving. I'm, I've entitled it All About Giving because there's a lot more ways to give than just the tithe. The tithe is really just the basic. It's kind of like your, your starting point. You get on that line. You're like, okay, this is the very basic beginning when it looks at, when we look at giving when it comes to the economy of God. And so, Tonight we're going to look at tithes and offerings and alms and also the gift of giving. There's a gift that people have. It's, it's something you aren't, it's something you don't, um, you go seek after. It's something that's like a, a, a supernatural enablement. It's a gift of the Spirit that God gives to certain ones. And it's not something, it's, it's something you're able to pour into and Him to pour in and through you. And so, as we look at this, um, the tithes and uh, offerings and, and alms, it all has to do with, with what we do with it. What do I do? How do I do this well? When am I, when am, when am I giving tithes and when am I switching over to offerings? And what is an alms? Is it something that you wave? Is it, what is it and how does it operate? And then also, like I said, the gift of giving. And so we said this morning, we're going to continue to say that the tithe is holy. It is set apart. It is Holy to the Lord because it's what he's already given. Everything the Lord gives, it's holy to us. He's already blessed us. And so as we give of what he's already given, we're, we're celebrating and we're uniting with him and it's sacred and it's set apart. And that's what he's called us to, to recognize that, that we've got to be careful. The spirit and the attitude behind which we give. We saw this morning where Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and they were real, they were pity. They like, we're going to make sure part of it. I personally believe that while they were so stringent about how much they gave is they weren't, they wanted to make sure they didn't give over a tenth. Like, well, I want to be careful. I don't want to give a tenth plus one plus a part of percent. I want to make sure I give that tenth. And Jesus said, look, you're doing good. Keep that up. However, you got to look at the more, the, the, the spirit behind which we're given which is helping others, and it is to be a blessing, and it is to, to make a difference. And so we, we looked at this this morning too. Tithe simply means a tent, one tent. Uh, think in terms of first fruit. In the Old Testament, it was always, and that was the tithe. People have said that it might be an Old Testament principle, but Jesus, we saw this morning, it is New Testament as well. The very first tithe we saw is when Abel, um, Abel gave his best, he gave a tenth of his uh, animals to the Lord. He said, here, we're going to worship you, we're going to celebrate, I celebrate you, God. And then Cain got jealous because of what he was given. He's like, I don't like him because he makes me look bad because of what he's given. And this is where we look at it. It's not what I give or what you get. It's not equality as far as our amount. It's attitude. It's the joy in which we do it. And so this is where we look at being Faithful stewards. And so paying tithes, if we look at it, hinges on honesty. 
Paying tithes hinges on honesty. In other words, nobody knows what you make. You and you alone know what you make. And you and you alone know what a tenth is. You can figure that out. I remember years ago, uh, one of our elders, Richard McMinn, he was, it's been many years ago, and it just stuck with me. He goes, you know, there's some times in life I'm not sure if I get it right. You know, like when you're helping somebody or you're trying to do something for the Lord, and you're just not sure, did I get it right? But one thing I can certainly do, I know how to calculate a tenth. If I, if I don't know how to do nothing else, I can get that. It's like, yes, I got that right. And so uh, that's our basic that we look at. We start right there. And it is a joy and an honor because we're just really when we're when, when we get to do this, it's celebrating what he's already blessed us with. So it's a celebration for me and it's a joy for me. And I'm sure it's a joy for you as well. This is what Leviticus said, Leviticus 2730. It says a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord because God is the one that's given it to us. And now we bless it back. He, we have that divine exchange where I'm operating in his economy. Lord, you've already given it. You've already the land produced it. And in our culture, we would say. Because I don't know how many live off of selling their crops. I don't know how many relying on their trees to produce. <laughs> but I believe it's your, your check is your tree that it's coming out of. And so it's one of those things where we, uh, that's holy to the Lord. And then of course Malachi, in the, the, the book of Malachi, the prophet Malachi, Verse uh, chapter 3, 8 through 12 lays it out very clearly with us as far as the whole thing of how this operates as far as the tithe goes. He actually mentions offering too, but we'll get there in a minute. says, will a mere mortal rob God? And yes, this is, I love this because it reminds me of who I am and who he is. I am a mere mortal. Sometimes we think we're, we're more than what we are, that I'm the king of my own world. I got all. I am, I am the king of my castle. Oh, <laughs> I'm a mere mortal. And what I have will be passed on to somebody else. And so he is forever. He's eternal. And it says, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are you robbing me? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse. You're a whole nation. Because you are you are robbing me. And then he goes on to say, bring the whole tithe. What's the whole tithe? The whole tenth. The whole thing. Now, I, I have advocated, look, start where you are. If you can't give a tenth, give one percent. Give two, Start somewhere and prove God in that. Now, I believe personally, he says, you start on the tenth. You give a tenth, prove it there. But I would say, start. I know God, he would honor Look, you start somewhere, he'll meet you right there. The whole tithe and store that there may be food in my house and test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I, God himself, the creator of everything, he owns it all. He's going to open, throw open the windows or throw open the floodgates of heaven. I love the way that sounds, floodgates, when he's talking about giving back to us. Y'all like that language? I'm going to throw open, I'm going to throw open floodgates. I'm not just going to trickle. I'm not going to open up a little seam. Here we go. Let it drip out. Cheek, cheek, cheek. 
said, I'm going to throw it wide open and I'm going to pour out. And I love what it says. Open the gates of heaven and pour out. Not trickle out. Not dribble out. Not, uh uh-oh, we're going to, here we go. Going to be a Russian thing. Get it out. Pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We celebrate that. And then he goes on to say, that's part of, that's a blessing. If it was, if, if he just stopped right there. But he said, I'm not done yet. I'm going to pour out and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lavish. I'm going to lay it out. But then he said, then, because when we have it, how do you know sometimes it's good to have it, but you want to keep it as well? And so he says, I'll prevent pests from devouring your crops. I take that as I'm going to prevent cyber thieves from coming to my bank account. That's what I look at that at in today's society. Uh, they can't, they can go touch my crop. I think I've got some like weeds that are growing over there. If they want them, go ahead, chew them up, have fun with them. And so the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe. That means it's going to stay all the way, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed. Why? For yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Yours will, do you, you get the picture? He wants to lavish his love. He, he loves to give. He is the one that is the author of giving and loves to. He is not a miser. If, if the God, if you look at God as a miser, I, I feel you'll be in misery, but, um, but God loves to give and he lavishes that on us. And so, Tithing has more to do with the operation of the church. That's what the tithe goes for. It says, he says, bring the tithe into my house. Right here, into this. And so, as we said this morning, we tithe through the church to God. And so that there is a place where people can come to know Jesus. Where they can be loved on. Where they can be equipped. Where they can be encouraged where they can know Him, where they can find freedom from their yesterdays and their past, where they can begin to discover their God-redemptive calling and then begin to walk in it. That's what this is about in tithing, setting that up so we can continue and carry that on because how many of you know there's a bunch more people in, in Brunswick, Georgia, just here alone? There's an estimated little over 90,000 people in Glen County, in our surrounding county right here, if we broke it down, there's only about 150 churches in Glen County. And then if you break that down, of all those, there's only about 11,000 people that are in church on a Sunday morning. I don't know about you, but there's plenty of room to grow. There's plenty of room to grow. That's only about 75, 8, 80,000 we've got to go. When the Bible says... I know that, I know we don't think of that. You know why? Because we all get together and we're like, oh, everybody we know saved. That's a problem. If everybody you know is saved, you, you need to get out a little more. You need to, you need to stretch your tent pegs a little further. You need to go out. Last week alone, y'all, I celebrate this. Last week alone, I got to leave four people that had never confessed Jesus and never, first time believers that got on their knees and said, Jesus, I give my life to you. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. Four people. Praise God. 
One of them was here this morning, praise the Lord. I'm believing for the other three. They're coming. That's what we're called to. This is, this is we got to have a place where they can be loved, where they can be encouraged, they can be equipped to get to know their Heavenly Father. And it's great. It's a beautiful thing. And so we have to recognize that our hearts and our lives have to stay in tune. And that is a part of our giving. As I, a scripture I shared this morning, Jesus was talking to Matthew 6. And he said this statement, where your treasure is, there your heart's going to be. It's going to follow. It's not the reverse. Like you can love Jesus all you want. You can have this major passion. But if what you're spending and what you're going after on this, this below the sun, this pursuing of what you value most, your heart's going to get shifted. And it's going to go right on there. There's two things that generally will bring, will, will tear people away from, or begin to distract them away from the Lord. And that is problems and that's possessions. Problems and possessions will begin to cause people's hearts to turn away. Problems because they look and say, well, this happened, this happened, this happened. God must not love me. I can't believe this is happening. And it's like, no, these are choices that have been made. This is fruit that's coming up still. And when those begin to die off, that happens. The other one is possessions. We can get so wrapped up in possessions that I've got to make... I can't go to church. I gotta, I gotta go on my boat sometime. It's, I guess Sunday's the only day I got to do that. Or, or I gotta go on this and I gotta be here and I gotta go here because of all the stuff we have. And we, so the enemy will use, don't think just because I got so much like, oh, it's God. He'll use problems and possession to try to tear us away or to try to shift our hearts away from the Lord. And we want to make sure that that never happens. That's why it has to be part of our giving. It, we get to be a part. We get to direct that. My heart is directed when I'm saying, mm, it's yours, God. I'm not even questioning. There's no question. So tithing is just the beginning. That's our, when we talk about spiritual steps, it's like I'm just getting my foot. There, there's, I'm at the starting line at that point. And the sad thing is, in the church, sometimes it can be our biggest like, wow, I don't know, 10%. I've had different ones of my family members that when we talk about this and um, it's fun to get their perspective on what they would spend my tithe money on. And I'm said that that's why I give it to the Lord, because that wouldn't work out for you or me. So praise God. Um, praise the Lord. All that's changing, though. They're They're coming on in in Jesus name. So the second part is that we looked at first thing is the tithe and that's our beginning. The next is offerings. The next one has to do with offerings. And guess what? Offerings are also holy. When we give, it, it belongs to the Lord. And so it's set apart for a purpose. Holy being set apart for a purpose. And this is what an offering. Offering is what is given above the tithe. So we start out with a tithe. And that's why I said start there. An offering goes beyond that. And that actually has to do with caring for up, upkeep of what happens here in the house, believe it or not. It can be any number of things. Giving of offering, giving offerings hinges on generosity. So we've got tithing hinges on honesty. Offering, giving offerings hinges on generosity. How generous do you want to be? That has to do with you. You get to choose. Well, let's see here feeling kind of generous. I want to bless towards this. I want to give towards this. 
That is an attitude of the heart that you, that's what it says in 2 Corinthians 9, where when you decide, God says don't give begrudgingly, he loves a cheerful giver. And so he who sows sparingly reaps sparingly. He who sows generously reaps sparingly. And that's what Malachi 3.8, he mentions that. Malachi mentions that in verse 8. Will a mere mortal rob God, yet you rob me? Because why? How are you robbing me? In tithes and offerings. So it's it's plus. Tithes plus the offerings. You're, you're not even getting this. That, hey, I'm going to continue to give if you'll continue to be faithful to give back. And that's what in the Old Testament in Nehemiah, who God had called to rebuild the wall in Nehemiah 10, 32 and 33, it says, when they were talking about giving it, this is the offering. This wasn't the tithe. In addition... He'd already given, they'd already given their tithes and built. He said, in addition, we promise to obey the command to pay the annual temple tax of one eighth of an ounce of silver for the care, for the care of the temple of our God. And it said, this will provide for the bread. This will provide for the toilet paper. This will provide for the, for the soap dispensaries. This will provide for the electricity. This will provide for this will provide for the regular grain offerings and the burnt offerings. It goes on to say, for the offerings. I'm getting there. <laughs> it gets better. Hold it. I don't want to use that. That's not one I want to use on that. <laughs> for the offerings of, on the Sabbath, uh, the new moon celebrations, the annual festivals, because they believed in celebrating the Lord. They believed festivals were honoring the Lord and they would have seven days and it would be an all out Lord we love you we lavish on you because you've lavished on us uh, for the holy offerings and for the sin offerings to make atonement for Israel it will provide everybody say it will provide for everything necessary for the work of the temple of our God that's offerings that tithe is just take care of our our, 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 our regular routine Offerings go to take care of the other needs that we have here in the church. And this is what Moses, you talk about taking care of. I love it when Moses was building. Uh, in Exodus 36, 3, when he's, when, uh, they're, they're, they're getting this ready. And when Moses starts, it's like, wow. So Moses gave them the materials donated by the people of Israel as sacred offerings. For the completion of the sanctuary. But the people, look at this, continue to bring additional gifts on Sunday morning. <laughs> Each morning. They, they kept bringing it. It's like, hold it. Well, well, I got this. Well, let me carry this over. Okay, I got a little bit more. I found some. You know, my aunt sent me some. Here, oh my. We're going to go. And they, every morning they would bring some, each morning they would bring something else, whatever they had. And then I love what four and five says because we're, or five and five through seven says they went to Moses because they were doing the crap. They were actually setting things up and everything. And this is going to be, Lord, I, I want to hear this. The people had given more than enough materials to complete the job the Lord had commanded us to do. So Moses gave the command. And I can't wait to give this command. This, this would just be like, I just can't wait. And the message, and this message was sent out. Men and women, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. 
So the people stopped bringing their sacred offering. Their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. Lord, let it be so. That's what we're believing. I can't wait to say, hey guys, stop. No, stop doing it. We already got it all covered. Look, we got all the roof. It's already done. The ceiling's already completely done. The walls are completely made. The sound booth's been lowered. All of it. We've got our bathrooms expanded. They're, they're new. Everything. I mean, it's going to be beautiful. We can't wait. It's going to be incredible. And I can't wait to be able to say that. That's the offering. That's what, hey guys, whoa, stop, whoa. We got this. You got this. And that's the beauty I keep in my heart of hearts. I'm so excited because it's only through his people. That's who it is. It's through every person. Like what Jesus, we read this morning in Mark 12, in Luke 12, where the, where Jesus is sitting watching the box, the money box. He's watching them. And there's people pouring in money. And they, he, he, it doesn't catch his eye no matter how much. It was one lady, one little widow that put in two cents. And it was more because of the attitude in which it was given. She's like, I'm giving. They're giving out of their excess. I'm giving out of my need. And God says, I reckon, hey guys, y'all check this out. Look at this girl here. And I'm thankful because God's going to bless. And it, never, it doesn't say it in Scripture, but I have no doubt, just the same way with the little widow and her son, with Elisha, that it, the, the flour never ran out. It kept going. The oil kept going. Here, make me a cake first. You, you take care of me first. You take care of the Lord first, and he'll take care of Same thing. It doesn't report. But I'm sure she's like, people started giving like, we got you covered. Come on. And so that's offerings when we do that. The next is alms. Now, alms, we actually are doing that right here, right now, and you're a part of it. Alms is money or food given to the poor. Those who are less fortunate. And that we have to. Jesus said, the poor you'll have with you always. And he says, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. Actually, Proverbs, Solomon said, he who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. I don't know about you, but uh, I'd like to have him on my indebted list. <laughs> like, hey, I've been lending to you. We, go, we, we need to get that back, and he will give it back to us. And so this is where our loaves and fishes comes in. This is where, but not just there. This is where many, many of you have a heart, and you do help. I know in the community, you see needs, and you meet those. And that's a beautiful thing. Just remember, even those are holy to the Lord. And... and um, Alms, uh, giving alms hinges on compassion. So tithes, they hinder, they, they hinge on honesty. Our offerings, they hinge on generosity, but alms hinge on compassion. It's, it's what, what do I really recognize? And Lord, do I see that, wow, they are really in need? Now let's be honest. Um, we have people nowadays and they're all over and they're wanting and you're just like me when you look at them going, mm-hmm, I know what they're going to spend that money on. Well, if you're worried about that, you do what I do. You don't give them money. You go ask them, hey, you want to go get something to eat? Your money's great, but I promise you, if you gave them time, you know, most of the time they don't want that. I've asked people and I've had different ones. Probably one of the most fun stories I ever had was 
right out here, we had a, a young man that came into our service. And, um, and I, you can tell, he, he, he was in need. And uh, I'd actually saw him at the red light right there by Chick-fil-A over there. And he was there, and I went and met him. And it was, it was fun. I was like, hey, man, I'm so glad you're here. And I said, look, while, afterwards, why don't you let me take you out to eat? Okay, okay. So we, we go out. I, get, I start getting calls. I'm, I'm here talking after this service, and I, my phone starts ringing. And I get members going, hey, there's a guy right here at the entrance. He's, 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 he's panhandling. He's right here at the entrance. I'm like, well, did you give him anything? <laughs> what, 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 what you want me to do? Do I need to come give some money too? Is it, are y'all not taking care of it? What am I supposed to do? And so I was going, I, I'm just being facetious, but I was going to say, hey, you know, if I told you I would help you, but by the time I got out there, there's a policeman that's coming across the road. I don't know if somebody called him or not, but a, a Glen County police officer is coming across the road and he gets to him just before I do. And so the officers asked him for ID and all this. And he said, hey, you can't be doing that. He says, I wasn't bum rushing anybody's car or anything. I wasn't going up and saying, hey, hey, hey. He said, I was just standing there like, need help, need food, whatever. And uh, the officer says, yeah, but don't you think that's a little thing? I said, yeah. I said, look, I got right there. And that's when I came in the situation. And I had a great time. Because I'm sitting here talking to him. I said, hey, tell me your name. Tell me what you or tell me what, tell me how you got here. And he was from Macon, Georgia. And uh, he, he was telling me how he had migrated down here. He had a grandmother nearby. He couldn't go to her house. I was like, that's a sign that you can't go to grandma's house. Because, I mean, if you can't go to grandma's house, you done messed up. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm saying, grandma's just not... I mean, come on, my grandma's didn't matter. She's just a bleeding heart on anybody. My baby, I'll take care. And if she, if you can't get to grandma's house, you don't really messed up. So as I'm sitting there, one of our members pulls up with some Burger King. <laughs> and they handed it to him, some Burger King. They got a Burger King meal and they handed it to him. It's like, hey, I'm like, hey, all right, good, I'll take that. So I walk him in here and we start talking some and, and I said, hey, here's your meal. He says, I don't like that. <laughs> I said, really? You don't like that? It was a, he didn't like Whoppers. It had, it had tomatoes on it. And he didn't like tomatoes. So you can take them all. He said, no, I don't like that. And I said, okay, no problem. I said, I tell you what, what do you like? What do you like? Let's go get it right now. Let's go sit down somewhere. And so we went and we sat down and we ate some Mexican food. And we sat down, he liked that, and so we sat down and talked, and he began to tell me a little bit about his life, and um, it was a wonderful story, and he was trying to, he actually had a bus ticket to Macon, because I said, if you, I said, if you lived here, if you were from here, I said, I would help you, first of all, he didn't have any ID, which is normally the case, and I said, I would help you get, first of all, get a birth certificate, and so you were born in Macon, I was born, I, I know the hospital, I said, the best thing I could do is get you to make, because you need, if you're going to be homeless, you can be homeless in making just as well as in Brunswick. <laughs> Not that big a deal. He said, well, I got a ticket. I just need $15 to reinstate it, because somebody bought him a ticket, and he didn't use it. And I said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, good. Here's what I'll do. Let's go to my, we, we went and ate, we came back and we sat down. I got on the computer, found out when Greyhound was in. This window station was right across the street. Okay, they'll be here one in the morning at 7.40 in the morning. That's too early, I can't make that one. 
I said, hey, when's the next? Oh, we got one that's going to be here at 1230. You got that one? He says, yeah, I got to go get my tent. I got to go get, I said, go get your tent. I'm going to meet you across the road. I'm going to be there at 12 o'clock. It leaves at 1230. I've got the $15. You bring the ticket. You go to Macon. You get you your, get you that, get you your birth certificate because then you can get an ID and then you can go on that journey. Guess what happened, y'all? He never showed up. Never showed up. So you know what I did? I was, I was, uh, riding down the, the spur and I showed up at the red light again. And guess who's there holding their sign? You know what I did? I went through the light, didn't even look at him. I turned back, came around, went and got some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and I said, hey man, you remember me? <laughs> I said, you missed our appointment. You were supposed to be there at 12 o'clock. I was waiting on you. I said, you still got the ticket? He goes, yeah. I said, well, I'd still love to help you. I'm going to be at Christian Renewal Church. You know where it is. You've been there. That's what I want to do to help. And he liked, he did like chicken nuggets. It was Sunday, so he couldn't eat those. So, that's why I would have done that, but it, so it makes sense. So I, I just say this. When we're helping people, I know sometimes we want to throw money at them and say, here, go, go, here, come on, hurry, you're, you're inconveniencing me. And I know time is the most valuable thing you own. But it is helping when you'll take and walk somebody through a process because time is the only thing that will really share with them and show them how much you do care. I mean, you, I could have gave them money, and guess what? I know where it went the same where you know where it went. I know right where it went. I don't have any guess on where it would have went. But guess what? It didn't go there. Everything that I did, it never went to anywhere to, to help him. It only went towards, first of all, nourishing his body. It gave me time to pour into him and say, hey, you're valuable. I'll go sit down at a restaurant. Let's sit here and hang out. Did he smell? Yes, he did. He had the smell, and it wasn't coming from the kitchen, okay? <laughs> Somebody might have thought, hey, my food's bad. What's going on? Oh, no, okay. But that demonstrates to people, when we're talking about giving alms, it is about money or food. And spending time and sitting down and having a meal with somebody, Jesus was very powerful about having meals. He had meals with Pharisees. He sat down with them like, ooh. They were looking at him like, he can't even wash his hands. He like, hands? Man, your hearts and your minds are so messed up. You worried about my hands? <laughs> so it's, this really does have to do with compassion. And so Jesus was speaking of this in Matthew chapter 6. This is actually what he was talking about. This had to do with alms. When we talk about giving, this had nothing to do with tithing. This had to do more with alms because it says, watch out, don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward for your fa- from your Father in heaven when you give to someone in need. Now, let me ask you, is that a tithe? Is that an offering? Does that have to do with the house of God? Does that have to do? That is giving someone in need. When you give to someone in need, this is alms right here. Jesus saying this is how you do it. Don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets. In synagogues, streets to call attention to their acts of charity. Nobody even knew while we're sitting there. I mean, they probably knew, but they didn't. Nobody said a word. We just sitting here like, hey, I got my friend right here. We're just 
enjoying a meal together. It's a beautiful thing. I've done it. If you've never done it, you know, be careful, of course, ladies. You know, use wisdom. But I'm telling you, you would be surprised what you learn and how you, what you find out when you do that. And so when it says that, acts of charity. And he said, I tell you the truth. Um, the next one, he says, I tell you the truth. You've already, they've already received all the reward they will ever get. In other words, you just messed up a great opportunity to store up some treasure in heaven. You could have done it, but oops, you just got all of it instead. That's why I don't worry. You, you go do those things. It's a beautiful thing. But when you, when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Now that's, that's really good. When you're talking about, can't let him know, really doing it under incognito. Give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. So that's when we look at this thing where we call alms, where we're given. And there are many other examples, but for time's sake, I'm not going to go in those. You understand alms hinges on compassion. So we say tithe, it hinges on honesty. Our offerings, they hinge on generosity. Alms hinges on compassion. And then we get to this thing called the gift of giving. It's a gift. And what we said, gift is a charis. It's a, um, it's, it's, it's a grace gift. It's a supernatural enablement. Like there are those that have this enablement that they love to give. Like it's like, it's just like, it's like the same thing with, there are people here. There are people here. Not one of them, but I prayed still that some of it would rub off on me. Um, there are people here that have the gift of administration and organization that just, I mean, they can walk in a room and it can be complete chaos and disorder. And they can be there for just a little while and all of a sudden it looks like, wow, look, things are in place and neat and all that. And you're going, wow. Other people can walk in that room and they can be there for three days, three weeks, three months. And you're like, did you move anything? Did, did, did you touch anything? Did anything get done whatsoever? There's grace gifts. And this is what the gift of giving is. The gift of giving, um, it hinges on faith. The gift of giving hinges on faith. You give according to your faith. What do you believe in God? Hey, I trust God. He can give it back to me. That's why I don't ever have to worry. Whatever I give. It's never, it's, it's never going to be like, oh no, like, oh yeah. Tell you my first time this ever happened, I, I was a fairly new believer and I was working, I was uh, helping out with youth basically because Doug needed another, Doug Watson who was a youth pastor before me needed another person to help and um, I was, I was just a new believer and I, I just loved to give even then and I was like, so we were at this, this, this little conference thing. And I thought they were asking for something. I'm like, good, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give, I'm going to give everything I got. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, oh no, I keep that $10 in my wallet right there. And I know when we stop to eat, I'll be able to at least eat. So I gave 20, like, thank you, I'll just give it to you. And we stopped to eat, guess what happened? <laughs> that 10 had already been spent. <laughs> Y'all ever did that? You're like, I'll just save it for later. And you put it. I put it, and I'd already spent it. I was like, I had to do that. I was like, 
did I do the right thing, Jesus? In my heart, I still smiled like, what's a meal? Who needs a meal? I just got to bless him. What's a meal? What's, I'll be, when I get home, I'll eat some Cheerios. I don't even care. I'll be good. It's an attitude that comes when you do it. It's never a burden. It's, it's the same thing. That's what the gift of giving is a spiritual gift that God gives to some people. It is spirit given. Uh, it is a spirit given capacity and desire to serve God. Um, to serve God by giving of your material resources far beyond the tithe and, and to further the work of God. That's what this does. And, and we're, we're working on right now. I've, there's a team that, that I want to develop here and it's called a legacy team that does that. It actually, what it does is it fuels the vision. It's not, it's not the vision, the, the vision generator, but it is the vision provider. It's like, hey, we can move at the speed of generosity. And so, this is where people have that gift. And you just know, in Romans 12, 8, this is what it says. This is where it's mentioned. It says, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. <laughs> that's an easy one. It, you know, that's one of, motivation is another one of the gifts that God's blessed me with. To encourage people. Not to tell them what they're doing wrong, but to tell them what they're doing right. How do you do this right? And you know when you have that, when you're dealing with people that need encouragement. I remember a few years back, they needed a softball coach for the uh, for the guys, and we had a bunch of guys at, at Heritage Christian Academy that didn't know how to play softball. We had three that had ever played organized baseball, and so it was one of those things that, hey, no, put your glove on the other hand. You know, that's the one you throw with. This one you catch with. You know, hey, here's what you do. <laughs> Happen to teach basics, hitting fly balls. I was like, always take three steps back whenever you're catching, you know, hey, three steps back. It's always easier to run in than it is to run back. No matter what, you hit it out that way. And I'm like, hey, what'd you do? I ran in. Yeah, what should you have done? Hey, run back. Yeah, good. And I'll never forget I had a coach that would sit there because we got there early right after school. And there was this coach that would watch me every day. And I'm sure he was laughing going, oh, my goodness. And one day he came up to me and said, hey, what's your name? I said, I'm Mark Lynn. He said, what do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. I'm a youth pastor. He goes, oh, that explains it. <laughs> and I said, what? He said, I don't know how you do that. I said, how you do what? He goes, and pardon me, he goes, them guys are terrible. I said, yeah, and they still will be if I speak to where they're at instead of where I want them to be. Because every time it's never, hey, you know, some coaches try to operate out of, you know, hey, you know, you throw like your grandmother or you run like a girl. You, They try to use negative reinforcement. And my thing's always been, look, you know what you did wrong. I need to help encourage you to do the right thing. Just like tonight, that's what we're doing. And so that, even that is part of that, that encouragement. It, it just come. Look, I, I want to encourage you to do that. And then it goes, if it's giving, give generously. So first of all, if it's encouragement, give encouragement. Be encouraging. Don't be, don't be bringing away. If it's give, if it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. Helping instruct others. If you have a gift for showing kindness, um, do others, uh, uh, gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly, not begrudgingly. And so, and there's others, but this is a supernatural gift that God gives to people 
that you, it lights you up. And I don't know if that's you. That may or may not be. That's something where God really will encourage and he'll, he'll solidify that in your heart. But that is a supernatural enablement. And if that's you, look, give generously. Let, let that be your thing. There are people here that, man, they just, it, I just love, bless. I love to do it. It's, you know, you're the ones that you go into a restaurant, you're looking who's getting blessed today. You're not worried about what's on the menu. You're working on who's in the restaurant. Who's going to get it? Who's going to do it? Who, somebody's going to get blessed in here today. And that's, a, that's when you know you have a gift is looking where are ways that I can do this. How can I bless? That just comes naturally out of us. Amen? So that's what this is all about giving. We've got our tithe. We've got our offerings. We've got our alms. And we've got our gift of giving. Now, my encouragement to you is, is give. <laughs> Wherever that's at, start. With the tithe, people have said, I can't afford to tithe. I look at them and say, you can't afford not to. (laughs) The reason you can't afford to tithe is because you haven't and you never will until you trust God and say, Lord, it is a step of faith. And and I'm telling you that as somebody that walked it out, making very little and saying, Lord, it's yours. It's yours. I didn't settle it. There's no question. And God continues to bless and he brings it and blesses you and gives us more. And so... If it's offerings, praise God. That's that's where we give above. Be faithful with that. That has to do with taking care of the house. And then, of course, alms, helping those in needs. And then the gift, that goes all over. That that gift, man, it, it has no boundaries. It, it can happen everywhere. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for your precious saints here tonight. Thank you for those who know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I thank you for those who listen later by either podcast or by CD. Father, I thank you that, Lord, we do celebrate your life. We celebrate all you've given to us and continually pour out us. We celebrate most of all the greatest gift of all your son, Jesus Christ, where you said in John 3, 16, for you so love those of those who are far away from you, so love the world that you gave the greatest gift, your only son, so that whosoever would believe would not perish but have everlasting life. That, Lord, you gave it. So we didn't have to stay out in the cold. We didn't have to stay separated from you. But we could come to you as children and call out Daddy, call out Father God, and have you as a loving Heavenly Father that wants to do nothing but help us accomplish all you have for here, have for us here on this earth. And, God, I celebrate you tonight, Father. I thank you for your continual giving, your continual encouragement, your continual Uh, pouring out your favor and blessing on this body of believers, Lord. And I thank you for continually moving us and helping us to accomplish your will to reach many, reach those here in Brunswick, starting here, that don't know you as Lord and Savior. So, Lord, we just celebrate you tonight, and I thank you for blessing this time together. I thank you, Lord, that anybody here that's struggling in any way in this area, that, Lord, you would supernaturally touch their heart. You would bless them in a special way knowing that you have them. Lord, you got their their past, their present, their future all in control. Lord, I thank you right now for doing it. Thank you for blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, if you'll stand up with me, I want to bless you. So if you will, lift your hands to the Lord and I want to bless you. Father God, Creator of the universe, you're the one who commanded blessing to be spoken over your people. That, Lord, as we place your name upon them, you in turn would do the blessing. 
And so I say, each one of you, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift the light of His countenance on you and give you His peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.